Hello and the warmest welcome to this full episode live recording video. So this episode of Passion Break Podcast will be available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and all the other major podcast platforms. But if you want to see the full video and the live recording, it will be here on YouTube. So enjoy the episode. Let me know in the comments what you thought about it and share it with your loved ones and friends. Enjoy. Hello and the warmest welcome back to the Fashion Break Podcast. It is Jess here and I'm super happy to have you here today. So on this episode, I wanted to tell my experience of living in Stockholm, Sweden. So I asked you on Instagram which episode you would like to hear next and this is what you guys voted. And yeah, I'm really happy to share my experience in living in Stockholm. So I used to live in Stockholm for almost two years and yeah I was living there with my ex-partner and I moved to Sweden from Portugal and yeah as a Finnish I had visited Stockholm before I moved there like a couple of times already but I remember really vividly me and my best friend being in Stockholm at 2017 on a work trip and we were shooting this music video and I was like there looking at the streets and walking around with my best friend and then my best friend stopped me in front of this super beautiful house that I actually have a picture of and she was looking at me and saying like just do you think you could ever live in Stockholm and I remember being like really thinking about it and I was like I think I could I think this is a city that I could actually live and now like thinking that back that that happened on 2017 and I had no idea that three years after that on 2020 I would move to Stockholm so um, life is crazy sometimes and I think it's really beautiful how it has its own ways so yeah on this episode I am explaining my experience what I think is the pros and cons about Stockholm and yeah let's dive into this episode enjoy So before starting on those pros and cons, I would like to tell a bit more of the backstory how I ended up in Stockholm. So I think it started even before 2017 because my family is actually half Norwegian and Swedish. Um, so my dad's side comes from Russia and uh, my dad has grown up in Finland, but my great-grandfathers are from Russia. And then my mom's side, my great-grandfather is from Norway and my grandma spoke Swedish at her childhood home and so did my mom. But my mom never spoke Swedish to me and that's probably due to because we were living abroad and I was already speaking Finnish, French and English. So it was like, okay, never mind. Let's not add the fourth language here. Um, and I think that in Finland in general, there's a huge influence of Swedish or Sweden. And that's because Swedish is actually our second legal language. So every single thing, um, all the labels, the street names, signs, Everything is in Finnish and Swedish always. 
and we have to learn Swedish in school. And this is something that a lot of people don't know. And that's due to the fact that there's a huge population of Swedish people living in our um, in our country, as well as we have a long history and we were part of Sweden back in the history. So Sweden has like a big influence to Finnish people. And I think that at least where I grew up, where I went to school, we always kind of admired Swedish people. We somehow saw them a bit better than us. I know that a lot of Finnish people don't agree with that, but like I at least always thought, oh, Swedish people are so stylish. Swedish people are so beautiful and handsome. And, you know, they have these big white villas and they have nice cars and they have the boat and they have the summer place. Like it just felt like when we went to Sweden, we were like, even though it was just on the other side of a goddamn lake. <laughs> okay, it is a sea, but it's quite fast to go from Finland to Sweden. So there is a drastic difference. I think that this is something that surprised, surprises the most when people are asking me, how do you feel as a Finn or Scandinavian? And I sometimes say like, I don't really sometimes include that the Scandinavia is as a whole, like Finland, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, that they are all one because I feel like there is a lot of differences. And I at least saw that between Finland and Sweden, there's already huge differences. And yeah, there is a lot of similarities with the culture, how the people are and our values and the worldview, sure. And I guess that's more than normal, but they are not, you know, like same. <laughs> it's like same, same. No. So anyway, I felt like when I was in school, we always went for like with friends, like kind of on a vacation on Sweden. And that's something that a lot of people from Finland actually do. We have these big ass boats, which goes to Sweden and they stop in Stockholm for like few hours or then you can like be there a day and go back the next day with the boat and the boat is allowed around like 11 hours and you have all the restaurants and shops in the boat so it's like a cruise and this is like really funny because we went there with the school um like we gathered it as a students like the student trip so it wasn't like organized by our school but it was organized by our students as like a and of the school year trip and yeah I remember when we went on that trip you're you know you're like I don't know a 16 year girl and when we arrived to Stockholm with like all our single friends we were walking around I'm like oh my god and I remember when I opened tinder and I was like holy shit, <laughs> it's like so goddamn good. And I did not even know that in Tinder there was a feature that you can run out of likes. Like I had been in Italy, in Spain, in Portugal, in France, in Finland, and then in Sweden, I ran out of freaking likes because I was giving so many likes. <laughs> and I'm not spamming, you know, I was like giving a like if I actually like it. So this is something that I have to say firsthand that I had this like very rosy picture of Sweden and Swedish people and um, the country in general. So I was excited when I got the chance to move there. So what happened down the line was that I was living in Portugal, uh, 2000, I moved there 2019 
the first time and then I was living living there till the late 2020 where I met my ex-boyfriend and he's born in Stockholm and has lived his whole life in Stockholm Um, and yeah we were like first I was like okay this is not gonna you know be anything serious because I mean he lives in Stockholm and I live in Portugal like what you're gonna do and I loved my life in Portugal like absolutely loved it Um, The only thing was that I was sometimes being really lonely because I will obviously make a whole nother episode about it. But I think one thing that was for me the con about Portugal was that it's sometimes really hard to make friends if you live in a remote city. So if you live in Lisbon or Porto, I think it's so much more easier to make friends. But I was living in a countryside and... I did not really want to move back to Lisbon. I was living there for some time and I was like, I really don't want to go there back um, because I love my lifestyle here in countryside, but I was sometimes very lonely. And I think that was my biggest motivation to go back to Scandinavia because I was closer to my friends. I was closer to my family and well, I had a new experience and I really wanted to see where the relationship can take us. So I suggested to to my ex-boyfriend after dating for a while on long distance that I was like, I can come there. I, I really want to come and see and and what it is all about. So I I went there for like a few weeks and everything went really well. So then I was kind of starting to do this that I was between Finland and Sweden. So it was like a few weeks with my ex-boyfriend. Then I was with my mom or at my mom's place. And then I was again with, in Stockholm with my ex-boyfriend and going back and forth until I said that, okay, now either I'm going to move back, like even either I'm going to move here or I'm going to go back to Portugal because... That was when obviously COVID was on and I was like, I can't travel anymore back and forth. So I need to be in one place. And um, that's when I actually decided to go for a few months back to Portugal. (laughs) And that was a crucial time because I was alone in Portugal during lockdown. And I was like, this is completely shit. I don't want to be here. I want to go back to Stockholm. And then we finally came to the decision that I will move to Stockholm. And I moved to Stockholm and that day was one of the crappiest days of my life because I had to obviously do the PCR test before arriving to Stockholm and there was obviously that 48 hours that it can be like maximum 48 hours, right? Um, And I had a few hours to all test And that was basically because I did not know that the time starts from like, no, what by taking the test. I thought it was from when you receive the result because the PCR test result took 24 to 48 hours to receive. And I was like, well, if I need to arrive in Sweden, like 48 hours from taking the test, I might not even have the test results when I arrive to the airport, so it doesn't make sense, you know? But when I was coming to the passport checking in Stockholm, they stopped me there and said that your test result is three hours too late, and they didn't let me into Stockholm. So that is maybe one of the shittiest days of my life, because what I experienced during that day is not humane. That's what I can say. And I was like, how is this possible that I am treated like this? 
um, because I was, yeah, I'm not going to go into that story. It's actually a really interesting story, but what I can say was that I was treated like shit. I was not valued at all. I was sleeping in unhuman conditions that night and nobody really wanted to help me just because I had three hours, you know, difference in my test results that was valid. It's just fucking ridiculous. And I could not believe that I was in Sweden and people were, yeah, dealing with that stuff the way that they dealt with that stuff. So what happened was that I actually needed to fly back to Finland and then fly back to Stockholm with a new test result. So finally, after more than 40 hours of traveling, I got uh, into Sweden, Stockholm, got into my ex-boyfriend's apartment and we're like, oh, well, this was a great start for a new beginning. (laughs) I was exhausted, hashtag traumatized after that experience. And yeah, it was still obviously shitty COVID times. So it was not the best setup to move into Stockholm, but I was happy to be in there and I was still optimistic of what this experience could bring. And yeah, I think that it was actually the best place to be during COVID times because Sweden was actually very, very like easy with the restrictions. So for example... During the whole kind of COVID time, nobody used masks. I mean, I can't say nobody because of course there were people that were using masks, but it wasn't mandatory. And as it wasn't mandatory, a lot of people wasn't doing it. So when I went to supermarket, metros, restaurants, not many people were using masks. And that's something that I think is very special. Again, comparing to Sweden and Finland, like Finland was so freaking strict with all the COVID rules. And people were terrified all the time. And, and you know, I, I heard stories that like, you know, my friends couldn't go to see other friends because their parents didn't allow anyone in the house and all of that stuff. Um, and whereas in Sweden, people were keeping parties, dinner gatherings, going to clubs, going to restaurants, going to supermarkets without masks, like everything, like kind of almost normal life. There were some certain restrictions like that you could not... Um, have a dinner more than five people uh, in the restaurant so you couldn't see more than five people in one table but that's like pretty much it so I actually enjoyed it a lot um, to be in that kind of freedom because obviously the whole world felt so restricted and there was so much fear so to be around people who knowledge that okay this is going on but were then too invested into the restrictions was actually a really great place to be in and I was really happy to live like a semi-normal life so that's like a huge thing what I think was actually a pro and I was happy to experience that and yeah now I think that I can dive into the pros and cons more so where do we start (laughs) so I think the biggest pro about Stockholm is that it's very livable city First of all, it's surrounded by the sea and it has big parks, beautiful, beautiful architecture. It has history and you can really feel it and see it. And it has a lot of free, cute cafes, nice concept restaurants, and the people are very stylish. So 
I would say that in the central area of Stockholm, when you walk around, you just feel like you're kind of in a movie. It just is like, <laughs> I, I just think it's beautiful. It's like wherever you look at, it's beautiful. Um, that's obviously a bit correlated. Not everywhere you look at, but most of the parts. I remember being in the central Stockholm, like constantly like taking pictures because the houses has beautiful details. And then there is that cute cafe. So you're going to go and take that fresh bun. And when you go there, there's that waitress or cafeteria who is like smiling to you and just saying like, hello, how are you? Like it, it just felt like people didn't have a bad taste. Of course they do, but it was something that I really appreciated because it could be dark and gloomy outside, which is the con about Stockholm. Well, it is in Nordics and the weather sucks most of the year. <laughs> but still, even though it was dark and gloomy, you could go inside this cute, warm cafe place and the people were like smiling to you and always helpful. That's what I found that wherever I went, I got good customer service and that certain optimism, I would say that that's one of the things that I really felt, that certain optimism. And if you listen Swedish language, it's really like, like it's, it is much more like higher pitch. For example, if you listen to Finnish language, which is like, like it's much more like not so high pitch and more like monotone. So yeah, this is something that I already think that explains a bit about the culture. And I think this is going to be so funny for someone who is from Sweden to listen to. And I don't know, do you completely disagree with me? But obviously, this is my experience. Um, yeah, so going in those cafes, having a good customer service. And yeah, I think that it's you have to give an extra mention to that, that you could see the person walking their dog outside and just looking that they're going to like a freaking fashion show. <laughs> like they always just looked so goddamn stylish. I'm like, and so pretty. Like people are so goddamn pretty. I, like I walk in the street and I'm like, God, he's so handsome. Wow, she's so beautiful. Wow, she has so nice style. Like, oh, look at his hair. Like people take really good care of themselves. I know that like beauty and fashion are a big thing there and it can as a con also give that social pressure which I know that there is so, like there is a huge social pressure of like how you dress how you look um which is not that nice and I guess it comes kind of naturally when there is so much beauty uh, around you it's like hard to be extra beautiful right but it's no joke that people are I think the most beautiful people that I've seen in whole world <laughs> where I've been is like in every corner there is a beautiful person. So, but of course it depends on your taste, right? But I have to say that I don't mind the eye candy. And uh, I remember when my friend was around and she went with me to a restaurant and she's like, how don't you get a bit distracted by looking at these people and being in relationship? And I was like, well, you know, it's it's like, it's not that I'm looking at every person and being like, mm, yeah, I'm just looking at that person being like, wow, he's beautiful or she's beautiful and that's it. And it's just nice to appreciate someone's beauty, but 
I'm not obsessed about it and I'm not like thinking too much about it. And I think that that's also the difference because when you are in a country that there's not so many handsome or beautiful people, and now we're obviously talking about the outside looks, we're not talking about inside because that's obviously totally different and very important and more important, obviously. But when you're in a country that there's not so many beautiful people and then you see in a club like a really cute guy, you're kind of a bit more obsessed about that because you're like, oh my god, you don't found them in every corner and then probably there is much more people like attached to that same guy. But I felt like in Sweden it was like, oh, that's a handsome guy. Well, there's another one and there's another one. <laughs> like It wasn't like I need to be obsessing about his handsomeness or beauty because there's another one in another corner. <laughs> so um, I think it's kind of easier from that way. You don't need to worry. You don't need to obsess because it's like, well. <laughs> But yeah, I did still very much enjoy to be in a relationship. Um and just appreciate people's beauty and not obsessed about it and it just makes you also kind of inspired like I didn't sometimes I did feel like I look absolutely shit because um you know whatever I was wearing I always kind of felt not less but I was like I do not have those clothes so I don't have this brand or whatever but I didn't take so much pressure on that because I knew that you know my looks it's just my looks and it doesn't really matter in the end of the day and I'm just like enjoying my environment and what I'm doing so I did not I wasn't taking too much pressure on that some but sometimes when I went to like the supermarket and wore like I don't know gym leggings and just like a hoodie or something to just go and grab something from the supermarket and I go there and people look like super stylish some people are even like sued up and I'm like oh <laughs> you know you just got that big feeling of like oh who doesn't belong here but at the same time I was just so inspired you know like wow I love her dress or like wow she has really nice style and you just got like inspired by that and I think it's also very easy so to say to shop in Sweden because sometimes I feel like especially in Finland like it was hard for me to find like nice clothes for for my style obviously and I was like if I found something nice then I saw it like for five other people had it and I was like shit but I felt like in Sweden it was so much more easier to shop and be stylish and this was actually the something that I asked my ex-boyfriend I was like why everybody is so stylish like how does everybody have such a good style and again I am correlating when I say everybody but most of the people I was like style is I think something that you either have or you don't but here it just feels like a lot of people have it and he said that you know why I think Swedish people are the most like prettiest or beautiful is because first of all they take a good care of themselves you know they appreciate going to do sports you know and so they take good care of their physical body in that that way and there is very much that culture of also like eating semi-healthy and then he's like we don't have ugly clothes on the shops <laughs> that's what he said and I was like yeah it makes sense <laughs> so you don't have an option <laughs> no matter what you buy you're gonna be stylish I was like that's pretty genius like mm. <laughs> so I don't know is that completely true but um I was like yeah that kind of makes sense because literally all my ex-boyfriend's friends were also super stylish and like 
yeah just taking good care of themselves and I guess when everybody else is taking good care of themselves you have to take good care of yourself so um it's it's funny like it's funny but it's nice I I liked it um I don't mind to be surrounded with beauty in all kinds of formats um so yeah I would say that that's a pro I maybe put too much highlight on that but I have to say that that's maybe one of the most special things in there but this is a really great to mention that you know Stockholm is a big city and there is parts of Stockholm that are not so good areas um and now I was living in central so my experiences in central Stockholm where obviously also lives the most wealthiest people and of course that means that they have money to invest into how they look uh, where they eat what they do you know so this is something that I just want to you know highlight that my experience is in central Stockholm and and what I say here is correlated and it's obviously only my experience. So moving on to the cafes and the restaurants. So this is one of my favorite parts of Stockholm that first of all, like there was just a few blocks away from where I lived, like it's like the best cafe ever. It was so incredibly cute. They had like this all like nice kind of French style pastry just loaded next to each other. And then there was like typical Swedish pastry and it would just always looked so cute and had like that amazing smell when you stepped in and again amazing customer service and it's just something that made my day every single time when I went there and I just left that place like smile on my face and I think that that's those little things like my hairdresser in Stockholm was the freaking best she was the cutest the most nicest the most warm person and super talented with hair <laughs> and then there was a shop that um sell like secondhand clothes and every time when I went there I found something unique and something nice and again there okay there I have to say that people were pretty posh and they look at you up and down and you were like yeah I don't have a great style I got that but I'm here to buy your stuff so <laughs> so yeah there I didn't maybe get the best customer service but I always left happy because I found like a unique piece and then there was this uh big um how you say it's kind of like a concept store called Orleans and it has like all kind of different brands in that one store and I always went there to just like go around and bought something little like flower pot or new nail polish or a headband or a one t-shirt and it was just like that I think that I created this little circle of like like little things that made me happy and I did those every week and then my absolutely favorite place in Stockholm is Haga Park which is a big park that is next to the sea and it has this like beautiful wooden paths and the nature there is so beautiful it has like this really old trees and the the kind of the the road leads like next to the trees and then there's a huge area where it's only grass and there's always like happy people jogging walking being with their kids being with their dogs and I remember especially during winter there was a one day that I went there and there's this big cafe in the middle of the park and people were there like outside of the cafe like drinking some hot coffee or tea like kids were like enjoying the snow building like snowmen there was a lot of laughter there was like 
I remember just stopping there and looking at this and I'm like, again, this is like from a freaking movie. Like I almost teared up seeing moms and dads with their kids and like playing around and like now I'm tearing up because it, it was just so beautiful. And I think that that's something that I felt that was so integrated into the Swedish culture, at least in central Stockholm. I felt like people were really enjoying their life. Like after work, you go and meet your friends for a glass or you have the dinner or when you make a party, you make a party you know and that there is that certain standard of life like whenever I was walking on Stockholm on the streets and looking inside to the houses you know when the street street is dark you can easily see in someone's house on the lower levels and on from the windows I can just see this beautiful design home and I'm like god damn like it's just beauty everywhere <laughs> and then you can see some like a guy reading a magazine and he looks from a fucking magazine himself and I'm like what is this <laughs> so yeah and then adding to this little list of mine there was one of my favorite places in Stockholm called Chocolate Fabriken which is um they have a chocolate factory in Stockholm and then they have different shops and in those shops they sell sell chocolate but they also sell some pastry and they sell coffee and tea and all of that and I got really well or I I how you say made friends with one of the workers there and she's this lovely lovely lady and she always gave me some free chocolate don't tell anyone um so it was just always when I went there I chatted with her and just like talked about life and and everything and then it was just nice to like leave that place with a little beautiful like a who say like a bag of chocolates and you just go home and just think like gosh those are the little things that are so big things And I have still places to add on to my list. I think I have to make like a Stockholm guide or something to like add those things on the list. But just around my corner, like literally the closest supermarket was a Coop, which is just like a supermarket chain in Sweden. And um, they just opened the store when I moved there. So it was completely new. And obviously, I think that's why the people were quite happy there because they had just got their new job. But I, again, made few friends from there. <laughs> when I say friends, it's not that I hang out with them on free time. But whenever I, I went to like a goddamn supermarket, I had a chat with them, an actual chat. How are you doing? How, how are the things going? And and it's just so like, it really makes me tear up because like, I'm just there like buying my goddamn potatoes and like having a conversation with this person who was like working there and putting the potatoes into a place. So it was just like this like really raw and vulnerable moment to always just like really ask from almost complete stranger, like, how are you doing? And they have the smile on their face and they are willing to like explain to you. And if I ever needed anything from the store, like, do you have this, do I have that? They like make sure that they will find that thing for me. And I have to say that that was my favorite supermarket for sure, because I went to other supermarkets and the thing wasn't like that. So I'm not saying, oh, that was everywhere. <laughs> but I was just very fortunate to have that exact supermarket because I literally always went there, like 
yay, I'm going to talk with my supermarket friends and go out with a smile on my face. The people always looked into our eyes and saying, like, have a good day. And, and then they were always like so taken when I was trying to like speak Swedish to them or said, like, have a nice day in Swedish. So, yeah, that was that was something. And yeah, well, now it just comes into our mind to uh, cons. And first of all, it's very expensive in Stockholm. It's very, very expensive. <gasps> yeah. So like, yeah. It's very expensive. My supermarket bills were skyrocketing. And I think that's also exactly because I was living in central um, Stockholm. So the central prices are way higher than from a bit out of the center. And that goes also to the rent. I was extremely fortunate to live with my ex-partner um, because the rents are terrible. <laughs> and it's so goddamn expensive in Stockholm. And it is really really hard to find an apartment like almost completely impossibility um there's people waiting for like 20 25 years to get the apartment through the government but like there is some certain like a waiting list for the government's apartments and yeah it's just shitty so people usually buy an apartment even though they're youngsters like early 20s they take a loan and buy an apartment um and instead of renting because it's it's super hard so that's again very different from Finland because it's hard to find a nice apartment in Helsinki but it's not that hard like we have Facebook groups we have like actual online websites where you can find those apartments and as far as I know there is some Facebook groups and there is some online websites for Stockholm rental apartments but some of them are scam and some of them are like student housing where you're gonna live like with six other people. It's very different and that's why I feel so, so lucky that I could have this Stockholm experience, first of all, being the central and to be in a really nice uh, rental apartment. The apartment was beautiful and that's something that I think also really created this very safe environment for me to experience Stockholm because I felt really good at where we lived. And I felt really good living with my ex-partner. Like we, you know, cooked a nice meal. So whenever he came back from work, I, you know, we decided what we're gonna do when we had that little supermarket trip together, you know, laughing our asses off in the supermarket, making our own jokes. Like it was always a like a little cozy moment when I like my ex-partner is calling me saying like I'm on my way uh like meet you in the train station in five minutes and I go outside of the home see him on the train station and we walk together to the supermarket like pick the veggies choose what we want to eat and always just think like mm, should we have like a little dessert or like a special drink and yeah it was just cozy moment come back home like a cook together listen good music dance a bit eat the dinner and candlelight um it was cozy. It was cozy. I think um, that's what would like wrap my experience. It's like cozy, cool experience for sure. And of course, there is hard times. We had also very hard patches in my ex-relationship and sometimes all living wasn't the best together. There was disagreements, especially when it came to how to take care of the household or 
with our own lifestyles. We had sometimes very different lifestyle choices. And so it's not a rosy dream, but there is obviously these beautiful moments. And I was doing a lot of DIY. And that was something that I really started doing in Stockholm because there's this huge store um, that's only for crafts. And it is situated in different, like, it has different stores in the city and I yeah started doing a lot of DIY like painting and trying new things and building little like design elements and I loved going to design stores in Stockholm as well because again they were just impeccable style like so nice like that Scandinavian bit boho classical style which is exactly what I love so I remember being exactly like at places in Ulands or something and looking at the design stuff and being like, I want everything. <laughs> everything from here I want. And then there is other store called Miu, um, which has also so nice design stuff. And like, I really love to exactly create that cozy home atmosphere. So just going there and just looking at the things and being so inspired and thinking what could be my next purchase to just make that home even more cozier. And I have to say, which I also think my ex-partner heard like so many times, but he had the best bed, like the best bed I've ever slept in. <laughs> and it is Sweden, where it's like made in Sweden. So <laughs> they know how to make great beds. Seriously, I slept like a freaking baby every night. Um, It was just the best bed I've ever slept in. And yeah, I just need to give it credit for that. Um. Yeah, and one of the things I would say is that there was always a new place to discover, I felt like. Like there was always a new corner or a new street that I hadn't discovered that had new restaurants or new cafes or new shops. And I love to just like dress up and go and wander in the streets. I did that so many times and then I just found like a new place and I'm like, wow. And there's just like these really cool concepts which I like and for example lacked in Finland I feel like in Finland there was sometimes not like that special concepts but for example there's one place called Mr. Cake in Stockholm which is like this place that makes like really awesome looking cakes and you can go there to have like a piece of cake or just coffee and then they have other pastries but it's like you know velvet croissant they're like a bit different um and yeah like just mouth melting pastry and cakes um so yeah that was definitely on top of my list as well and I have to say that my ex-partner had a really nice group of friends so I felt very like cozy whenever we had like gathering or dinner um sometimes of course it was hard because they were speaking Swedish and even though I have studied Swedish in school I did not speak it fluently so most of the people speak English there uh, and of course, all the all of his friends did as well. But as they are a group, automatically they would speak Swedish. So sometimes it was hard. But there is a lot of expats in Stockholm. A lot, a lot, a lot. And I made friends with a few of them. Um, and yeah, there is also that kind of vibe in the city that it's, it's international. So I very, very much liked that as well about Stockholm. And the city has really good connections with bus and metro and train. So I found that really easy as well. And so if you're looking for a city that is like easy to go without the car, 
definitely Stockholm has it as well. It has those um, like electric bikes that you can rent through an app or like the electric scooters that you can rent through an app. And I used a lot of them as well. Super easy to, you know, get to places. And yeah, we were also doing a lot of different sports like squash and um, indoor climbing. And that was really fun as well to do like different sports in the city. Yeah, I think I have started to like wrap around this episode. Uh, got really excited to tell about these things. You know, I have to say that traveling and living in new countries and places is always for me something that I value a lot because you get totally new experience. You put yourself totally out of your comfort zone and you just kind of like need to make your life again and start anew. And I think it's a really refreshing idea and it can be very beautiful experience. And even though my experience had kind of tragic ending and tragic start, it was some experience that I value a lot and I learned a lot. And I miss Stockholm, like I truly do. Even though the lifestyle I'm living now, I think suits me much better. Um, and the place that I'm living, I'm happy to live where I live. But I do miss a lot my life in Stockholm. I do miss what I had. Um, And if in the future there is a chance that I could have like a second home there, I definitely would. Um, And also as um, Stockholm is very special from that, that it has like a lot of different islands. I think that's very beautiful part of it that you can just take a boat and go and discover different islands during the summertime. And um, it just has that coastal vibe to it as well. And that's something that I feel like is very beautiful. So the Swedish archipelago, um, they have amazingly beautiful villas there and just beautiful, beautiful summertime houses and summertime living. So I would definitely would like to have a second home somewhere close to Stockholm, um, if that's ever possible. And yeah. It's, I do recommend, I always say to people who are wondering, okay, what kind of Scandinavian city would be the best? I would say that go to Stockholm or Copenhagen um, or Göteborg or Aarhus. And so those are in Denmark or Sweden. Those are my recommendations. But of course, Helsinki and Oslo is something to see as well. But if you would need to choose. So I do recommend to visiting Stockholm and going and seeing it yourself it's a very livable city it's beautiful city and for me it's very inspiring as well so yeah I'm really keen to hear what you thought about Stockholm if you have visited or if you are Swedish and have been there multiple times and have a different perspective I would love to know about it as well and just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I wanted to give an extra mention that if you've always wanted to start a podcast, I have Reward Your Voice podcasting course available to you. It's 14 video models and PDF guiding you simply step by step through how to go from total beginner to total pro podcaster. So go and check it out from the link in the caption. And yeah, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Share the episode with your loved ones and friends and take a good care of yourself. Ciao!